All right, welcome everyone to another episode of Lessons from the Office. We are so glad you're here. Lessons from the Office, as you know, is the number one rated podcast for Icelandic Eskimos. So we're so glad that they're all tuning in today. Very true, yeah. Absolutely. That's a big population we have of Eskimos that listen to us. So we assume that if you're listening to this podcast, you are fans of The Office like us. And what we try to do here is talk a little bit about career development and talk about The Office. My name is Randy. I'm here, as always, with Bruce. How are you doing here, Bruce? I'm good, Randy. How are you doing? Good, good. As always, it's good to have you. And we have a very special guest with us here today. So, Bruce, I'm not even going to talk to you very much more because we have a special guest. And, and I just want to get to her. So we have with us here today because we have... As they used to say on, you know, 80s and 90s sitcoms, today is a very special episode of Lessons from the Office because we're talking about sexual harassment and we figured we need a female's voice. We need a female perspective here on the podcast today. So Bruce and I have invited one of our former co-workers from our office talking about the office. We have Victoria with us here today. Victoria, how are you doing? I'm good, Randy. Thanks so much for having me. And I'd like to point out that I'm your favorite former co-worker from the office. You were the first one that said yes after 10 <laughs> people said no, so that's just mm-hmm. kind of where, where we landed. I thought it was yeah. 11. Yeah, all right, we, we, all right. We, we tried everybody that's currently working with us, and they all said no, so then we had to go to former former co-workers. and do like a blast from the past. That's okay. We landed on I you. I was we landed- the top one. But, but we know that, Victoria, you are a huge Office fan, so just tell us a little bit about your love for The Office. Like, have you watched it forever? Do you just watch it on repeat like so many people do? Yeah, it's. I watched it for the first time about five years ago and just binged it, and now it's my show that I put on when I'm doing the dishes or cleaning or just need something on to de-stress from the day and everything. So I've probably made it about, like, four or five rounds through but I can't watch random episodes. I got to go straight, like, consecutive order. Yeah, absolutely. That totally makes sense. And it's, and it's funny that you say that, too, because I think a lot of people do that, where they maybe didn't watch it when it was on TV originally, but now younger people, and Victoria is younger than both Bruce and I, so they, they're watching it now maybe for the first time, which I think is really cool and interesting, and I think it'll just keep going forever and in eternity people will watch the office i think it's funny that you say that you can't just watch one episode or you can't watch them randomly because i always have the intention of playing office roulette and just kind of picking a random episode but then like i go back to netflix to watch it again shout out to netflix if you want to sponsor us Uh, i'll go back to netflix and start watching it again and like i'm just like well i gotta watch the next episode and then i always i never actually do like random episodes i always watch consecutively from whatever random episode I tried to start from. I might need to be fact-checked, but I think it's going off of Netflix, and so I think a new streaming service picked them up. So if they want to sponsor you guys, I think that's a real opportunity. That's true. Peacock, right? Peacock is picking it up in maybe a few months, I would say. I think January of 2021, it's moving off of Netflix. Yeah, too many streaming services. Yeah, very sad. But yeah, Peacock, I think, probably has a lot of money, too, because that's an NBC Universal property, probably. So I'm I'm guessing they have, you know, a few dollars that they can throw at us. Right. So so as I mentioned at the top here, this is a very special episode of Lessons from the Office because we are on season two, episode two of The Office, and that title of the episode is Sexual Harassment. So this was an interesting, very interesting episode episode to go back and watch to rewatch a couple of times over the past week to, to get a feel for it again for this podcast. So Bruce, do you want to give us a little bit of a summary for the episode? Yeah, definitely. So this, uh, as, as Rain said, is called sexual harassment. And in it, we uh, first get to meet Packer, finally, uh, the, the infamous Packer, 
Michael Scott's best friend. He brings with him some gossip. So he and Michael start talking about uh, somebody up in corporate that has recently resigned. And the rumor is that he resigned over sexual harassment issues. We find out pretty quickly that that is true. And at the same time, Michael is doing all his shenanigans and he's sending email forwards that are inappropriate. He's making inappropriate comments. When he finds out that uh, this gentleman had to resign over uh, sexual harassment allegations, he really gets on his high horse about wanting to be able to continue to send these uh, sexually explicit uh, and inappropriate forwards um, and uh, to be able to tell his his sexually uh, inappropriate jokes. Uh, that's kind of the, the overview of the, uh, the episode um, where we start off and then um, the whole episode we kind of follow that train of thought. Corporate comes in, um, lawyers get involved, sexual harassment trainings are, are viewed and participated in and uh, yeah, it's just a lot of fun. So um, Randy, let's start talking about professionalism in the workplace. <laughs> right, right. I think this podcast episode could be like five hours long if you really wanted to talk about everything that was going on in this particular episode of The Office. But one of the things that I noticed right off the bat, this is just, I think, even within the cold open or after the credits, Bruce, you mentioned this. Michael's talking about forwarding jokes via email that are very inappropriate. Uh, I believe it's Dwight is finding email videos of, you know, animals having sex, basically. So it's just hilarious the things that are going on just in the first minute or two of the episode, which professionalism... um, pretty much off the charts bad at that point. And then we also find out that Pam's mother is coming in to visit her on that day. And and she lets the audience know that on days where her mother is coming in, she usually gets sexually harassed even more than normal, um, which again, you know, that shouldn't be happening. So there are a lot of instances, a lot of things going on in this episode that are just just off the charts bad. So, uh, Victoria, what, what do you think? What If you were Pam in this episode, kind of where would your mindset be? And, and again, Victoria, being a former co-worker of Bruce and I's, she was kind of like the Pam of our office and in career success. She really was. She did a little bit of everything and kind of the glue that kept it all together. She didn't, well, you had candy on your desk. I was going to say you didn't have candy on your desk, but you did, didn't you? Yes, indeed I did. And people would pay me a visit all the time just because I had candy. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Also because you're pretty awesome, so well, thank you know, you, the Bruce. candy was just an added bonus. I was just there for candy and other We know like, who park, really park, was just there for parking, the candy. Parking passes and a variety of other things. So, so, so yeah, Victoria, if you were Pam, what, what would you be thinking in this episode? Well, first of all, I think just, you know, Pam being like the center of attention in this kind of negative way, like I, I can say that my coworkers were much more well-behaved than, than the office uh, show characters. But if I was Pam and just watching that office, it's honestly kind of like cringeworthy, just that she's like the blunt of the jokes and Michael just keeps going and doesn't have any, you know, concern for maybe how she's feeling. Her mom at one point was kind of verbally sexually harassed when Kevin called her a mill flag. There's just like so many angles we could take from this. Like you said, this episode could be five hours long, but um, if I was Pam, you know, I think it was good that she kind of stepped up and was like, can we just not for today? She should be able to say never, but for today, she's like, can we just not, can we put this on pause? Like today is sexual harassment training day. Let's just not. <laughs> well, you know, and it's funny too, as we get through the episode, we see really a lot of this escalating into an issue with the corporate office too. We have lawyers coming in from the corporate office to talk to Michael. We have a sub-segment of the staff having to watch a video about sexual harassment. So something that could have been dealt with and dealt with quickly 
snowballed and escalated throughout the episode. And we see this in a lot of the episodes of The Office where something very small that if they nipped it in the bud very quickly could have been rectified is just amplified so big. And it ends up being just an entire issue that probably never would have happened if somebody in authority, and in most cases we're talking about Michael being the one in authority, was able just to check himself a little bit. Yeah, absolutely. That was actually a point that I had thought about when I was kind of reflecting on the the episode was like, there's so many times when Michael needed to shut it down with like Packer just kind of like continuing to be a pest and just like continuing to snowball it to use like your term. And, you know, we didn't see that from him at all. And I know that's the satire of the show and everything, but with such a serious topic, it's kind of like, I hope no one ever feels like that in their own office environment, that their boss isn't going to bat for them when they're being the target of something like this. It's always awkward when somebody in authority over you tells an inappropriate joke, uh, because in the moment, it's hard to be like, oh, I should stand up for, you know, this is this is wrong. You shouldn't say that, um, especially when they're in an authority figure over you and, and kind of can control your job. And uh, so when when Michael starts sending the forwards and starts telling these jokes, uh, it was interesting to watch everybody kind of awkwardly laugh. And, um, you know, the, the sad thing is most people can probably identify with that, which is why it resonates in the show. Victoria. As, as, a, as a woman, I'm sure that, that you've uh, experienced more than Randy or I have uh, probably combined, honestly. Do you have any thoughts on how other women in a similar situation, as we saw early on in the show where a boss is telling a mildly inappropriate joke, um, how, how they might be able to respond in a way that's respectful but also um, clear? Yeah, absolutely. And I really appreciate the question because I don't think it's one that people get asked a lot. And so to be able to, again, this is my own experience and just, I think the older I've gotten and the farther I've gotten in my professional career, career, the more confident I've gotten to recognize that this is an uncomfortable situation or I don't like that you said that, or even if it is a joke, just feeling like you can say something and be like, you know, I really didn't appreciate how you said that. Like, I know it might be funny to you, but I don't think that's funny. And so a lot of times people have good intent. And I think Toby had like a PowerPoint slide. I think it was like, I forget the quote, but it said like intent versus, we might need to look this up, but it said something about intent on the PowerPoint slide when he panned to the end of the, the, um, the PowerPoint presentation. And so I think a lot of times people have good intent and they don't realize that, and this is men and women, this is not just a single out one one side, but just recognizing that that's not okay. And I think this could be applied to a multiple different discussion points, not just sexual harassment, especially in the world that we live in today. So yet to answer your question, yes, I have multiple times. And as I've gotten older and further along in my professional career, I've been able to learn from others to be that that confident figure and advocate for myself and advocate for others. Like I've seen other coworkers maybe experience something that I can tell they don't know how to handle it, but they're very uncomfortable. And so going to bat for them is just something that we need to do for everyone else. Yeah, it really is. It does take a community to to make forward motion and, and to do away with some of these inappropriate things. I was telling Randy before we got started at a previous job, I was actually sexually harassed, and um, it's it's interesting because you know as a guy, you don't think that you're going to be sexually harassed. And I had a coworker who was not technologically literate, um, so he would often ask me for help with his computer, and his office was in the back corner of the building, in a different room. 
and I'd always go back there to help him, and there'd always be, like, really uh, uncomfortable images pulled up on his screen conveniently while I was back there, which I didn't know, like, you know, I was I was pretty young in my career, so I didn't know how to handle that. Um, and then a couple years later, um, I was using some tools in one of the rooms of our building that we were building something, and he came in and started telling me how, like, guys with power tools got him hot. And it gave me new... Uh, appreciation is probably the wrong word. Maybe understanding is a better word for what women go through. Because, you know, this was like one, two, three instances. And it was over the course of, you know, two or three years. Um, and knowing that women deal with that on a, in some cases, daily basis, some day, some cases, multiple times daily basis, is, is just really disappointing and disgusting. So... Uh, as weird as it sounds, I'm, I'm glad that I had that experience because it gave me perspective um, and, and compassion for something that I would not have as much perspective or compassion for. So, Yeah, and just to validate what you're saying, like that's, that's awesome that you're sharing because just so other people can hear it. And I do want to point out in your example that, again, that's, that's horrible that that happened to you, but it's sexual harassment is not just what like one thing right like right. it's not just like if you're touched inappropriately or you're just you know someone comes up to you and puts their hand on your shoulder like and you don't want that like it's not just that it gets verbally it's you know viewing something like and so I think it's just watching this episode I was kind of reflecting on just how many small instances while so significant that you know, again, this is a satirical show and like I, you know, you kind of chuckle at it and just like the nonsense of it really like you're like, but the fact that this happens like is just so interesting that people again, like you said, this might be happening daily. And again, as a woman like this absolutely happens often to women, but it does happen to men and everyone else in between. So I think that, you know, thinking about just, um, one thing too was like when Michael like hugged Phyllis and was like, I think you're gorgeous. And she kind of was like blushing, but I was like, like she might not want you to touch her. <laughs> like, you know, so, and then okay. she said, I'm not going to report you. Like, it's just so like, I don't know. I have lots of thoughts about it. It's just like kind of like a roller coaster of an, of a um, episode and everything. And just to kind of view, like, again, what could, what is probably happening in many, any, in many workplaces, unfortunately, but not to say that they're all bad, but people do have those experiences and being able to learn from them and get that confidence that you're not happy that it happened to you. But again, it kind of does give you a new perspective for other people around you, which is unfortunate, but sometimes you need to kind of walk in other people's shoes. Well, and the sad thing is, um, I guess that line where Pam mentioned, she's like, oh, I always get sexually harassed as a joke on days where they're doing sexual harassment seminars. Um, I guess that was taken from uh, real life experience with Jenna Fisher and Angela Kinsey who would get sexually harassed whenever there was sexual harassment training, but it was just a joke. I'm doing air quotes for the podcast listeners that can't see me. Yeah, it's, it's an audio medium, Bruce. It's an audio medium. <laughs> I'm My background's in video, so. <laughs> but yeah, I mean, it's, it's just really sad that, you know, there's, there's all these little things that in the moment, it, it's like a little blip on the radar, but they add up and you're like, man, that, that's that's all like little tiny instances of like micro sexual harassments. And it, it does have a, a negative uh, long-term effect when you experience it so regularly. And, and it was one of the things, Victoria, that you mentioned a few minutes ago, the, the word intent. 
which I think is is really interesting in this case, and we've talked about this in some of the other episodes in, in rewatching The Office up to this point, where Michael's intent, I don't think, and, and I'm almost certain, was not to sexually harass everyone or anyone. His intent was purely to get a laugh. We know that he always wants to be the center of attention. We know that he always wants to be everybody's best friend. He wants to be the jokester. He wants to be the comedian in the office. So I think he's sending these things simply to get a laugh because not only is he sending the forward, and this happens at the beginning of the episode, he is sending that first email forward and then almost immediately going out to Jim's desk and being like, hey, check your email. Did you get any email? And Jim's like, uh, no. And then it like pops into his inbox. So Michael is just so excited for people to see this that he's literally hitting send on his computer and then walking out to Jim's desk immediately. So I, the intent, I don't think, is to sexually harass anyone. It's just, hey, I, I'm Michael and I want to get a laugh from everyone. So everybody thinks it's great. And I think the unfortunate thing, and, and I'm wondering if this is more just the context of when this episode was made, that there are for sure people in the office that think his his shtick and some of these things are hilarious. You know, Dwight obviously, I think I believe, feels it's funny. Probably Kevin feels it's funny. Maybe the warehouse guys. We know that Michael goes down there to the warehouse to ask them for good, dirty jokes to tell. So the warehouse guys are in on it. And you can see even when they're watching the video in the conference room, it's just supposed to be a serious thing for them to learn about how not to sexually harass people. But they're pausing the video because Daryl is saying that he hooked up with the lady that's in the video. So there are people that are backing up Michael, which is not making it any better. If anything, it's going to make it way worse because they are, you know, laughing at his jokes. And of course, the jokester is going to keep joking if people are laughing at his jokes. Yeah, I think you bring up a great point, Randy. And as you were speaking, I was thinking about um, just to take it a step further too. like, you know, Michael does have the intent of getting that laugh. And I think it's really like, being seen as part of the group, right? Like, and he even made a comment after uh, Jan from corporate and the lawyer came and was like, you know, you're part of upper management. Like our lawyer's here to protect you. So he kind of got removed into this higher level group. Whereas I think he just wants to stay on the ground level with his team and everything. And so have his, his emails being taken away that he's forwarding. He's not able to get that laugh that way. He also is kind of more removed and has to be seen as this authority figure, especially in a topic like this. So I think um, I think that's spot on, right? Like his intent, his intent might not be malice, but at the same time, as a leader, he needs to step up and kind of see. Angela even made a comment of like, I don't like your forwarded emails. You send me filthy emails. And if I don't forward them to 10 people, I'm going to get bad luck. Like, so, uh, and I'm sure we've all seen emails like that. And, you know, I don't know, you're like, oh my God, bad luck. Like, what am I going to do? So I think Michael just, again, doesn't have a bad intent by any means, but he needs to recognize in the professional workplace, especially like that's not appropriate. Right. And, and we, we talked about, too, Bruce, you mentioned this in the podcast earlier. This is the first instance where we're meeting Todd Packer. And, and this character is, is fascinating to me just because of the absolutely horrible person he is. I mean, he is just gross on every level. And it is amazing to me. And again, Victoria, you mentioned this. It's a, it's a TV show. It's satire. It's supposed to be funny. But how this guy has a job for as long as he does through the episodes 
just it it's amazing to me well andy's in sales so he's supposed to be good with people right right. maybe he is great you know in in the sales interactions you know because it's like a, a good old boys club if he's going to warehouses and talking to other guys but the way that they portray him is just amazing that anybody would be friends with this gentleman and he even has a job yeah he's almost like a caricature of a hangover from you know previous generations of like <laughs> right yeah, it's, he's he's he, to your point, he is very fascinating as a character. Uh, Victoria made a point that I think is interesting to hit on. Uh, you talked about how Michael wants to be just part of the group and part of the the, the team that's there. Uh, I've always kind of wondered where Michael's animosity for Toby comes from, and he said something very telling in this episode. Uh, he says Toby works for HR. That means he works for corporate, so he's not really part of our family. And he says that towards the beginning right. of the episode. But then to, to Victoria's point at the end, he finds out that he's kind of corporate. So yeah, that's true. I wonder if there's almost like some sort of like self-loathing going on there. Like Toby represents the man, but I guess I kind of do too. Well. So he's taking it all out on Toby. Yeah, no, that's, Sidebar. that's a great Sidebar. point. No, that's a great point though. That's a great point. He, we know for sure that he hates Toby with every fiber of his body. So that is interesting. That's a good point, Bruce. That's what she said. <laughs> We couldn't get through the episode without saying it at least once, right? That's that's very true, very true. Have you used that in your daily life? I know I have. I'll admit it. I've used oh that. yeah, definitely, yeah. definitely. Oh, yeah. God. So so fun fun fact about this episode. Apparently, due to Michael's use of the word boner, there was a TV station in Kentucky that refused to air this episode. That's amazing to me. It really is. And, and do you think? Either Bruce or Victoria. So we've seen this episode now in pre- preparation for this podcast. Could this episode be made today and aired today? Like, I think comedy has evolved, and it's maybe devolved, or whatever that the opposite of evolved is in some cases. But, like, going back and watching this episode, like, it is so cringy. I don't know if it could be aired today with knowing that all that's going on with, you know, diversity, equity, and inclusion in the workplace. Like, it's fascinating to me. It's like a time capsule of like a previous era. Like, I don't know if this could be shown today. I honestly think it would be categorized like something like a South Park that's only on at like 10 p.m. Like yeah, there was yeah. a South Park episode. And I, Chris and I watch South Park all the time. Um, there was a South Park episode about the pandemic that aired last Wednesday and it aired at 8 p.m. And they oh, bleeped okay. out like a bunch of stuff because that's prime oh, time. Whereas you, I, I said to Chris, my partner, like, you know, if we were watching this at the normal time at 10 p.m., there would be no censorship. So I think, like, to answer your, your question from my reflection, I think that this this show would get a lot more scrutiny than it does. Going back and watching for the, you know, fifth, sixth time in a row, it's funny to me how I'm like, ooh, this is kind of cringy humor, <laughs> but but I still watch it, right? Like, because we know it's not real, but especially in this episode and this discussion, you know, certain things are happening in the world. So I think that's a great question. Let's let's think about moving forward. Do we have any tips for our rabid, avid listeners that uh, just can't wait to hear good professional tips from us about how to move forward and be cognizant of any of your words or actions that might be received poorly by others in the room, whether it's something that you say that's inappropriate professionally, whether it's something that you say that's inappropriate uh, sexually, which would also be inappropriate professionally, I would hope. Do we have any any tips? I, I think I think for the for me the big thing is to be aware of who you're speaking with and have empathy for 
them. That's just generally good advice when you're interacting with others is to to think about how somebody might receive what you're saying. And if they're not going to receive it well, uh, it's probably not good to say. Yeah, absolutely. I agree with that. I mean, there are there are interactions that I have in my life where I act one way and there are interactions in my life where I act another way. And it's, it's like that at work too. And I think that's the case for most people. You know, you are able to recognize the situation, who you're talking to, what you're doing to be able to know what you can and can't say, um, you know, close relationships, friendships are built and, you know, you know, who is okay with what, and that's not an excuse to say anything wrong or inappropriate, but to your point, Bruce, you just have to be able to realize the situation you're in. And if you're at work, that situation should probably never, ever, ever call for something that's inappropriate, even if you 100% trust the person you're talking to. Still, that that's a workplace. It shouldn't happen. Yeah, I think that I agree with that wholeheartedly. I think from a more broad standpoint, especially on a topic such as sexual harassment, I have kind of two perspectives, right? So the person who might be on the receiving end of a comment made or an inappropriate advance or, or something along those lines in any of the umbrella term of sexual harassment, um, speak up and, you know, make sure that you feel comfortable to one, tell that person that's not okay. And two, know what your resources are about, you know, going to your supervisor or going to HR, the Toby in this situation. Um, you know, Dwight was like, I can ask you anything, right? Like knowing that there are, <laughs> there are offices, offices um, that are, you know, supposed to help you and knowing what that kind of line is, if, if that's not helpful, like what's the succession plan of like, if I'm not getting answers here, I go to the next person or I go to the next office. Um, and then from this perspective of someone who, you know, again, has good intent and might say something, if the receiver says, that made me uncomfortable, or please don't say that again. Taking that and being like, oh, okay, like, thank you for making me aware, and I won't do it again. Like, being receptive to that um, feedback, because again, like, most of the time I'd say people have positive intent and just don't mean it in a certain way. Um, so I think that's just really important. And knowing that, again, this conversations like these are so important, and that's why I so appreciate being asked, um, again, for as a perspective of a young professional and a woman and just someone who's worked with you two great guys. Like I've never felt uncomfortable or anything. Like we joke around and we say stuff. Cause again, like we are in the safe circle, right? But someone else who might come in might be like, well, I didn't really like that. So just again, reading the room and knowing your audience, there are certain things that are never okay, but we don't have to get into that. <laughs> I'm, I'm sorry, you cut out a little bit on the Zoom chat. Uh, what word did you use to describe Randy and I? <laughs> I don't even remember. <laughs> Just kidding. I, th I think it was element. great. I think it was great. great. That that was the word that I heard. I think I heard great, great too, but I just wanted yeah. to great confirm. Great gentlemen. Yeah. Right. Do you want oh, me to okay. sign something and you can put uh -huh. that in your office? Uh -huh. No, I mean, we Let got it recorded. Recorded yeah, now, so. this is this is it. This is it. Let the record reflect <laughs> that. I'm going to share it with everyone that I'd I like know. like to redact that. No. <laughs> nope. You guys are cool. Nope. <laughs> nope. This is airing. This is airing live on Twitter right now, or something. I don't know. It's it's not. I don't know. We're gonna. We'll get there at some point. Not not this season. Um, but I think this has been a great conversation, Victoria. Thank you so much for joining us. This uh, 
this episode I don't think could have happened, could not have happened without your perspective. So thank it's you true. so much for joining us. Yeah, and to the point that you made earlier, I think both of you made this point. This this could be hours and hours and hours. Um, obviously, we're barely touching the tip of the iceberg. So um, to the point Victoria was making, if you have been sexually harassed at work, uh, please do pursue the appropriate chain of communication to make sure that gets addressed, whether it's talking to your supervisor, to your HR, um, to, uh, you know, your the CEO of your company if you need to. Just make sure that um, you speak up and advocate for yourself. Absolutely. I agree 100%. So this has been a great episode. We hope you all enjoyed listening to it and we can't wait to do it again. And we will see you next time on Lessons from the Office. Nice. That was really long, I think. That's what she said. Ah. I was going to throw that in there at the end, but I, <laughs> I didn't act fast enough.